Hello and welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast. My name is Blake Lambert Hack, and this season I will be covering deaths and hauntings in Savannah, Georgia, with a different special guest every week. Tonight I am joined by a wonderful drag artist, the one and only Dinah Smokeup, and I'll probably refer to him as Cole because that's how I know him. But how are you doing? I'm great. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by um how would you describe a ghost uh (laughs) i feel like that's a pretty broad term yes absolutely uh i feel like usually when people hear ghosts or when i hear ghosts i think of like an apparition yeah but i don't know or someone in a sheet yeah someone in a sheet yeah (laughs) yeah like yeah like halloween costume right (laughs) um yeah something creepy something creepy (laughs) do you believe in ghosts I've never, like, seen a ghost. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I've really had, like, a real ghost experience. That's fair. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I believe in, like, invisible stuff around us that we can't see that's, like, you know. Right. Seeing isn't believing. Sure. But wanting to is. <laughs> but wanting to. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be talking about Savannah. How, have you ever visited Savannah? No. Have you been to Georgia? I haven't. I don't want to, like, shit on Georgia, but, like, it's not... Like, I love Savannah, and Atlanta's fine. Yeah. Outside of that. I the mean, Dahlia onions are grown there. Like, other than that, peaches. I really... Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so why Georgia? Why did you choose Georgia? So, I chose Savannah specifically yeah. because it is known as one of the most haunted cities in sure. the United States. And I love the city, and I've been there several times, so it's kind of, like... I know, I can visualize places that I'm talking about, and I've, like, walked it, and I've seen, I've taken tours and stuff like that. So in that aspect, it's fun for me, but then on the other aspect, it's, there's a lot of ghost stories that come out of Savannah. I love the Alison Krauss song. Oh, no, that's, that's Atlanta. That's Atlanta. I don't know any songs (laughs) about Savannah, actually. That's a good point. Uh, Hard Hearted Hannah from Old Savannah. Wow, look at you busting these out. (laughs) Well, this will be fun then, because we're going to be talking a little bit about some old, old history of Savannah. So, because it is, it was one of the first original colonies and one of the first uh, cities ever in the United States. So, it's old, old. Spooky. Okay, so, like, uh, we're going to be talking about Wright Square. And kind of how I talked about last episode, there's 22 public squares in Savannah. And it's, um, it's set up very nicely. I can show you a picture, actually. Okay. So you understand what we're talking about. It's like the town square? Yeah, yeah there's like 22 town squares. Um, and we're talking about Wright Square, so that's all of them. In oh. a grid formation. This is like the downtown area? Mm-hmm. And uh, we are like 
we're like this third one. So okay. we're kind of like in the middle Listener, is yeah. where we're talking about. Yeah. Because we're taking it back to 1733, which is a long time ago. Yeah. But before we get into that, I'm going to tell you a little quick story. On a warm summer evening in Savannah, Georgia, a woman named Rebecca was headed back to her car that was parked along Wright Square. When she approached her vehicle, she felt uneasy. When she opened her car door, a rush of ice-cold air brushed her cheek. She was very confused because her car had been sitting vacant for hours. And as you know, and as I'm sure a lot of listeners are listening to it, it's Savannah. It's hot all the time there. Even in winter, it doesn't get that cold. But... She was so sure someone was watching her, she checked behind her front seat, but no one was hiding in the back of her car. She tried to put it out of mind, but as she reached a stoplight, she put the car in park and stepped out of the vehicle for a moment. She knew someone was in the car with her. The unfriendly presence caused her so much anxiety, she felt safer in a not-so-great neighborhood than in her own car. But she continued, and when she got home, Rebecca immediately ran into her house, locked the door, and jumped in bed, her golden retriever joining her. But before she could get to sleep, down the hall, every electronic device turned on at once. The TV, computer, stereo, etc. Instead of turning them off so she could sleep in silence, Rebecca closed her bedroom door and let the noise continue. When she woke the next morning, she reluctantly checked her office at the end of the hall to find everything as it should be. And I'll circle back to that in a little bit. Okay. But that's like a good starting point for this story. So she, she parked on Wright Square. Yes. When she got out of her car, the ghost got in and waited for her to return. Uh, that's a good theory. <laughs> it's a theory. It's working theory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so let's take it back a little bit. Um, Wright Square was one of the original four squares to Savannah in 1733. And it sits two squares north of Madison Madison Square, which is what I talked about last week. But in 1842, William Washington Gorder, the founder and president of the Central Railroad and banking company, who is also a well-respected politician, was buried in the center of Wright Square. He brought a ton of wealth to Savannah, so they wanted to honor him by giving him a prime burial location, I guess. However, a hundred years prior to that burial, the Yamakra chief, Tomochichi, was buried in the same exact location in Wright Square for his success in creating peace and prosperity between the colonists and the natives of the area. The monument built above the grave was built for Tamochichi and is considered Savannah's, Savannah's first monument. When they were burying William Gordon, though, Gordon, though they removed Tamochichi's remains no, without a ceremony. Well, oh, you're just asking for it. Tomo- <laughs> How are you going to evict Tamochichi? How are you going to evict well, him? Well, I mean, that's what the colonizers do. I guess. No, you're <laughs> that's right. where they're called fucking colonizers. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Okay. His bones were reportedly scattered around haphazardly, and people in the city were upset with the way his remains were treated, so they created a new monument that now sits in the southeast corner of the same square. For Tomochichi? Yeah. Okay. Mm -mm. That's so shady. Like, how are you going to do that? They just, like, like, threw his... (laughs) Like, uh, 
some guy who is like really well known and I'm, again white wealthy and powerful yeah is gonna take someone else's grave who created peace and prosperity so the city could even begin to thrive i don't know it just seems ridiculous to me it's it's bad it's pretty bad <laughs> originally the square was called percival square named after john percival he was the first earl of egmont egmont uh in england yeah okay <laughs> Of course. Um, he was very close friends with James Oglethorpe, who founded Savannah and the colony, who moved there originally. And he helped bring the colony from UK to what we now know as Savannah. And in 1763, 30 years later, the square was renamed to Wright after Sir James Wright, who is the last royal governor of the colony, Georgia. And he governed through the Revolutionary War. So... A lot of name changing here. But basically, it was Percival Square because of the people who, like, started the colony and who founded Savannah. Then they changed it to the last guy who was born in the UK. And who's the guy that they buried in the square? Gordon. William Washington Gordon. So, Willy Washy Gordy and Tomochichi <laughs> are still buried in yes. the square now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Okay. And I kind of... We kind of hint through this or talk about this through the entire season, but Savannah has like people are buried around Savannah every which way, every sidewalk you walk over, every park you walk through, every drive or every street you drive over. Like, there's someone buried there yeah. just because it's so old and there's been so many wars and diseases and everything going on. So, I think at this rate, it's like, well, why not bury someone in a public square? It's like... If, if both of their ghosts are there together, I can't imagine they get along. There's got to be a lot oh my of God, like, energetic no. tension yes. in the air. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and he and William was buried in 1842. So again, I'm sure it wasn't like the city wasn't well developed at that point yet. Yeah. So they could bury someone there without it being a problem. I don't know if they'd bury someone in a public square now, but... I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> I'm not against me being buried in a public, in a city, in a public space, but... Are you going to go dig up Tomochichi? You know what? I should. <laughs> I should dig them both up and flip-flop their graves, because that's oh, how it no. should be. Oh, I think Tomochichi should be left alone at this point. <laughs> He's been through enough. <laughs> so, the square is also called the Courthouse Square, Post Office Square, and the Hanging Square. And it became the location for every public gathering from auctions to anything regarding the courthouse back in the day. Now the the square or the buildings around the square, there are still like uh, U.S. run buildings there, but yeah. they're not the courthouse or things yeah. like that. Um, okay, so now we get into the crime, the true crime of this all. Okay. In December of 1733... Irish immigrants Alice Riley and her husband Richard White arrived in America with 38 other immigrants after surviving the grueling trip across the Atlantic. And I seriously cannot imagine crossing the Atlantic in, in the 1700s. Like, that just seems insane to me. I mean, I've never been on a ship, but... Me? I mean, <laughs> I've been on boats, but a ship? No, yeah, neither have I. And I can't imagine... That's a long journey. Do, we, do you know how long it was? I'm going to look it up. Because I want to know now that you bring that up. 
And it was the, the, what, there were 33 of them? Them and 33 others? It's 38 immigrants plus a crew. And they're just the ones that survived. Exactly, yeah. Um, how long was a trip across Atlantic in the... I can't... It's gotta have been months. It could take as long as two to three months. Yeah. No. Not for me. (laughs) And I'm sure it was, like, not only cold. Yeah. And you get crazy seasickness, depending on when you leave and arrive. But you only store so much food. You only have room to store so much food and water and stuff like that. So if you... If it takes longer than you expect it to take, and yeah. then you're all starving, like Ireland must have been really bad. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, if you're like they're desperate. On, like, I guess survival instincts, and you're like, oh, gotta go no matter what. Yeah. yeah. No, I couldn't. But all of the immigrants arrived famished and nearly dead from starvation. Yeah. Which is just poor planning again. Um, <laughs> they didn't bring enough snacks. No. <laughs> Grab your fruit snacks out the door. Like, just something. That, yeah. Um, Alice and Richard found themselves in Savannah and found work on a cattle farm on Hutchinson Island, which is across the river from Savannah. Their employer was a man named William Wise, who paid for their passage. And in return, Alice and Richard were his indentured servants for seven years. Okay. I read somewhere that he paid $5 Per person for them to come over and then they're working for him for seven years yeah that seems well, a little excessive but i know five dollars went a long way yeah but is he paying who's he paying that to is that how much the boat trip costs yeah mm-hmm That's and a I, pretty cheap boat ticket i yeah 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 but yeah. their servitude isn't for the five dollars their servitude is for the trip from from the, you know Right, yeah. But I just can't, like, to work seven years for someone, like, you sign a contract to work seven years for a boat trip, regardless of how much it was, seems like a lot. But I mean, after three months on that boat. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, like, yeah, maybe they were desperate, and they were just like, give me anything to get out of Ireland. (laughs) I guess. Um, Not only did his servants, quote-unquote, have to work on the farm, but he would make them bathe and groom him. Oh. Especially when he got ill and he couldn't do a lot of his own bathing and grooming. I see. Yeah. On March 1st, 1734, Mr. Wise was found dead in his house. And I'm not sure who found him. I couldn't find anything about that. But he was found in his bedroom with his head in a bucket of water with a neckerchief tied around his neck. And he had been drowned and the only people missing or Alice and Richard from the farm. I yeah. mean, it seems like it's right. pretty, you know. Cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially because it's only been, what, I think, like, less than six months they had been working there. Yeah. So, it's suspicious, at least. Uh, William Wise becomes the first murder victim in Savannah. Wow. Which is, I mean, what a title to have. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Good for you, girl. You did it. 
Lawmen found Alice and Richard on the Isle of Hope and arrested them for the murder of William Wise. Hutchinson Island is on the north side of Savannah, where Isle of Hope is like southeast of the city, kind of closer to the ocean. And the couple were charged with the murder of their employer, and Richard White becomes the first person hanged in Savannah in the right square. However, when it was Alice's turn to hang for her crime, they discovered that she was pregnant. And the baby's father? It was the dead guy. I mean, no one can, I mean, obviously back then no one can say for sure, but a lot of people believe it was William Wise's, her employer's baby. It was discovered, or a lot of people speculated that Wise had sexually assaulted and raped Alice several times. Yeah. So they canceled Alice's hanging, or I shouldn't say canceled, they postponed it. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> uh, Alice gave birth to a healthy baby, and they lived happily ever after, right? No. The, the, no. Did they hang her? <laughs> after they, after they Yeah, so she gave birth, they ripped the baby from her arms, and they hanged her on January 19, 1735. So what happened to the baby, though? They left her body hanging for three days, and to make it worse, baby James didn't survive. He only lived two weeks. Uh, Well. So in this whole story, we now have four dead people. Yeah. And Alice and Richard both were hanged in Wright Square for their crimes. Um, Alice and her child are buried within Wright Square, and she she maintained her innocence the entire time. Which, I'm not... I don't know if she did it or not. Yeah. Uh, part of me feels like she didn't do it, and Richard find found out that she was being abused. And then and he attacked did, him. Yeah, and he killed um, William yeah. Wise. Uh, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, or I mean, they, they, maybe they just both had enough, and they're like, if this if we off this guy, then that too. we don't have to work for him for the next seven years. Right. Which is also a possibility. They both yeah. could have done it. One could have tied, like, strangled him while the other one drowned him. Like, yeah. And he was ill at the time, so he, I'm sure, and he was older, so I'm sure he couldn't he have couldn't fought even back. wash himself. He couldn't even wash himself. So how does he fight back? Yeah. But, I mean, if he's, a, he's abusing her, then rightfully so. Kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then, I mean, did they bury everybody? Did they hanged in Wright Square in Wright Square? Do they, I mean, are there, do you know if there are headstones for... There aren't headstones. Um, They're just down there. But all, all the records show is that Alice and her baby were buried in Wright Square. I'm sure William was probably buried on his family plot at the farm or something like that. Jeez. And I don't know about Richard. But, yeah, it's a lot. Okay. Okay. Now, because this was almost 300 years ago, <laughs> obviously some of the details are foggy, as we were saying, or vague. So we can, like, make our own conclusions, sure. basically. Uh, it could be true that neither of them murdered Wise and they were framed for being immigrants, which is a huge possibility. Especially because Mr. Wise, like, William Wise was, again, a white, rich, powerful man in Savannah at the time. Yeah. Uh, and it was said, and there was, I was reading something about some politician at the time in Savannah, like, had it out for immigrants. Like, he did not, like, even though they're all fucking immigrants, but that's a whole other right. story. Yeah. Um, 
so that's that's a possibility is that they were framed um because they were immigrants and they were easy victims at that point um but whatever happened that night william wise became the first murdered victim and alice and richard were the first people hanged in savannah now, Wright Square is known for the Hanging Square, as I said, because that's where most of the public executions took place. However, it's not like they had, like, gallows set up or anything, because at the time, again, they're the first people to be hanged, so it wasn't like they had a gallows, like, a huge sure. thing set yeah. up because they had all these murders or whatever the case may be. So I'm sure they just picked, like, a sturdy tall tree in the square and Yeesh. did it there. A tree that could still be there today. A tree that could still be there today. Especially with Savannah, the oak trees that are there, they could absolutely... They're so old and, like... Again, I'm going to pull up pictures because... (laughs) Yeah, this is, like, an example of... This is Wright Square. It's, like, bigger than what the picture shows, but... I see. I'd say, like, each square is probably, like, two to three blocks long and a block wide yeah um so yeah the trees like there's tons of just old trees and moss hanging from them and stuff like that so it still could be there sure for all we know um and that's the statue that's in the center that william's buried under is and is the statue of him no it's of something ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, so there weren't that many people living in the colony at that point, so there certainly wasn't murder other than this. Um, yeah. I want I went to a large high school, and people still knew me and my business, so I can't imagine like a city just starting out where oh, there's like... Oh, yeah, this is what everybody was talking a about. A few hundred people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. News of the century. Yeah, girl, those hangings were like the like place to be <laughs> when they were happening, I'm sure. Fucking big one for what's his face, and then like some little rinky dink one that they threw together for Tumbo Chichi. Right, yeah. Like the main one in the middle is basically like it has his name on it, so it's just like a globe with like pillars and his name on it. Like it, it does look nice. I'll it's concede. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tomo Chichi's, I think, is like kind of like a big rock, a boulder. And it has, like, a little Uh, memorial thing. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I don't know. Like I said, they're kind of ridiculous. But... Yeah. (laughs) More hangings did happen in the square, though I couldn't find specific details about them. Because every time I looked it up, it was, like, Alice Riley and her hanging. So... (laughs) But I knew it was, like, the space where they did all their, like, crime stuff. Um, But before we get into ghosts and stuff, we're going to take a quick break. If you're going to have someone comb lice out of your hair, pay them. Because that's basically what William Weiss was doing. Yeah. Like, don't make your indentured servants do that. Go hire a nurse or someone. Like, That's that's what he's like. I paid my $5. And these two Irish motherfuckers are going to comb the goddamn lice out of my hair. Apparently. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Give me baths. uh, Sponge baths. Like, no. He was a creep. Yes. Yes. I am going to say, if you're going to, like, murder someone, like, don't don't run away. Or run away farther. They, right. I mean, they just, they, they went to, what, Hope Island? Yeah, which is, like, 
Yeah, like a, yeah. it's still kind of like outskirts of Savannah, but it's like the opposite side of the city. There's nowhere to go when you're on an island. Okay. Exactly. It's not a good place to run away to. Yeah, if you're going to go, like, go, like, to the rest of the United States that still isn't the United States yet. Like, you yes. have the entire country to run away to, and, like, no one can get to you because it's not government-owned. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just wish they, again, or they didn't do it, and they were just, like, having a nice picnic on Hope Island when they were found, so. Yeah. Knows? But yeah. as a tip for other people, if you murder someone, don't run away because you just immediately look suspicious. Right. Uh, also, show some respect for Native Americans and what they did for this country. I mean, that's not what they were trying to do at that point, I feel like. No, not at you all. Know, mm-hmm. they didn't. they didn't realize that, uh, <laughs> a hundred years, or three hundred years later, they, they're, uh, they'd be getting haunted by... It's true, but... I guess I should, yeah. First of all, respect but Native Americans. No, of Americans. course, of course, yes. Respect Native Americans, but, 100%. No, no, no. But B, on top of that, regardless of who's buried there, don't unbury someone and bury someone else in that Tomo spot. Chichi was there first. Exactly. Regardless if he was Native American or not, he was there first, and you should not have unburied someone to bury someone else there. It's, yeah. It's just rude. We'll talk about that in a second. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're back, and we're going to talk about some ghosts. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> it's said that Alice cursed the colony right before she was hanged, which is just a good, like, visual. For, yeah. Like, you're about to be hanged from a tree, and you just stand up there and, like, curse the fuck out of everybody. I mean, I would. Yes. Do you watch American Horror Story? Yes. Yeah. Just all I can think of is Balenciaga <laughs> screaming <laughs> before she set on fire. Um... But this is just legend and could be mistaken for another woman who was hanged in Charleston who did actually curse the town moments before her death. So Alice didn't actually do that, but a lot of people say she did. Uh, but there is a woman in South Carolina who did do that before her death. So I'm curious to research her was death it a little like more. A, a curse on you? And yes. she like did like the sign of the witch and like <laughs> and lightning came yeah, down. And she struck. like looked them right in the eyes. <laughs> yep. Oh God. Instead, if we walk the square, you may run into a woman desperately looking for her lost infant. And you can try to help her. But the moment you turn your back, she'll disappear. Okay. Alice roams the square, screaming for help, asking anyone who will listen if they will help her find her son, James. So that's like a common occurrence. That people are like, oh my god, you you lost your baby? I'll like help you find him. And then you turn to like either... like look that direction or go ask somebody else for help or go to like call someone and then like the woman's gone but is she in like her 1700s clothes yes yeah but okay i'll get into that in a second if she seeks your help and you're not alone the police have been called several times so like if she comes to you and you call the police because you're like, oh my god, a baby's missing, yeah. or a child's missing. Of course, the police will come and help. 
but they've gotten this call so many times about this, this point, mysterious like... woman. They always send out like rookies to investigate the crime. <laughs> They're like, it's just Alice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like, good luck to anybody. If your child does go missing in Wright Square, you're going to get like the rookie cop. That's like, know. oh, yeah. it's just a ghost. So keep an eye on your kids, people. Maybe a ghost will snatch an infant, but... Uh, she is dressed in period clothing, though. Okay. You got that right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so are the women who are working the tours. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's just like a reenactor who's like very right. into her job. <laughs> <laughs> there have been claims of that, too. So like, I guess like there was someone who said, I literally thought it was someone working a tour and like that kind of thing. But then yeah. they turned around and she was like completely gone. And the tour was still in the square. Yeah. So I don't know. It would be fun if you were, like, working there, and you're yeah. like, I'm just gonna go fuck with you. I'm gonna go be Alice tonight. And How could like... you not? I would do it. <laughs> my baby! <laughs> do you see my baby, James? Um, no? Okay, I'll go buy this other person, too. Yeah, no, I... I would be freaky, though, if a woman came up to you. Like, you would be panicked, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out my phone and call the police. And of course, I'm sure, I like, in my mind, this instance is like, you're alone in the square. That's not like 10 people in the square. Right. Of course, you're alone, and the ghost shows up. It's like, oh my god, my baby. Well, yeah, she's not going to, like, appear in front of everybody. She's going to get you when you're by yourself. Attention, everybody, (laughs) please. (laughs) Uh, Alice is the most reported apparition in Savannah. Really? Yeah. And you may also be able to catch Tomochichi next to his new grave, sitting next to his grave looking uh, annoyed thoroughly yes, pissed off that really wrinkled brow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's apparently a racist ghost who walks the square as well um i couldn't find too much information about uh, apparently it's this woman who like harasses like black people in the square <laughs> and like that kind of thing uh again it is the south and, and so I, mean, I it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be surprised. It wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those ghosts were racist. It's just like, can these ghosts like die right or like I fuck mean, off? I mean, yeah. Like, it's it's been talked about, yeah, that there's a ghost that's like that. That's the horror movie that I want to see of <laughs> the people that that really you know get vengeance on this racist ghost. I I'm kind of into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, a woman and her daughter were walking through the square when the young girl heard footsteps. Curious, the young girl turned around but didn't see anything, so she ignored it and continued walking with her mom when they both they both heard the footsteps. Once again, they both turned around and found no one. They continued their walk when suddenly the girl's backpack was hit. She spun around and took a picture even though there wasn't anyone standing there. When they checked the photo, they saw a large floating white orb in front of the camera. So who's to say? You know, we don't know. But uh, that would be creepy. That would be pretty quick with that camera. But she's a a teenager. She's probably on her phone already. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure she was kind of, like, annoyed by the fact. Just went around, like, gotcha, (laughs) asshole, and, like, took a picture. But yeah, like hearing footsteps and turning around where you hear the footsteps and nothing being I mean, there. That's, it's like, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. I want to touch on the first story we talked about. Yeah, the car story. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. The one with all her electronics suddenly turning on. Um, a few days after that incident I told you, 
She had to head back to the downtown area for work, and once again she felt the icy cold air hit her face when she opened her car door. The entire drive, she tried talking to what she thought was a spirit in her car, um, but she never received an answer or didn't hear anything. When she drove near the square again, the entity that she was feeling vanished, and she never felt it again. And Rebecca Clark, who I'm talking about, is a historian in Savannah, and she has had, like, multiple ghost encounters. But she did say that none of them were as intense as the one I talked about. So it was, wait, when did she go back, though? So it's like she picked it up that night, she... Yeah, she so took she, it back to her apartment with her. Right, fucked through electronics, and then she was f- like, "Get back in the car! <laughs> I'm taking you back to right square." Pretty much, yeah, yeah. But it was like a few days after. Huh. So all the electronics turned on. She like, I'm not going in that room. Right. You guys can sort it out yourselves. <laughs> I guess the electronics turned off. She woke up the next morning. Everything was fine. Didn't feel anything. But then, like a couple, like two, three days later, she got back in her car, and that's when she felt it again. So maybe the ghost is like, okay, I've had enough. You can take me home now. Please, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, those are the most, like, intense and most common experiences in Wright Square. Uh, I've walked downtown Savannah through the squares, and, like, I'm sure at night they're, like... Can you remember going to Wright Square specifically? (sighs) I definitely have walked by it, um, just because I know some of the buildings that are around it. But I don't remember anything specific. The next time about, you go, yeah. go pay tribute to Tomo Chichi. You're absolutely right. I Alice should. and James. Yeah, because at the time I didn't know the stories, so yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Even, yeah, now that I know it, I definitely should pat the rock and say I'm so sorry, Tomo Chichi. That was unacceptable. Yeah, it was. And flip off William Gordon. I mean, I guess he didn't do anything wrong, but the people who buried him there did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have any ghost stories of? Or paranormal stories, like weird things that have happened. I, I used to, I don't not really ghost stories. Okay, I used to work in a very haunted, what's considered like one of the most haunted places in Ohio, I guess. Okay, okay. Um, so I went to school in Athens, Ohio. Hmm. I went to Ohio University, um, and the the ridges is what it's known as now. Okay, is like this sprawling uh it used to be the athens lunatic asylum it was originally built as athens the athens lunatic asylum okay uh yeah built over these sprawling grounds that kind of loom over um interesting the south side of the campus okay uh with a hawking river do they use that for anything anymore or uh yeah the uh college purchased it in the 90s gotcha and I worked up there because oh. it was the, um, and it still is, the Kennedy Museum of Art. Oh, okay. So I would, like, get McDonald's and sit right. in the front and greet people as they came in. <laughs> Lovely. Um, it was super creepy, though. There were times when I felt, like, maybe cold spots. Right. I often felt uneasy, but it was just, it was huge. It is, right. it's, 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 it's crazy how big it is. I feel um, like every mental institution I've ever seen... It's just massive. It was built around the same time that a lot of other ones, there was like this big boom where they were like building these huge buildings. Right. Um, and it was like this bat wing style building where there's like the center of it and then right. these huge wings that go gotcha. off of it. Um, the asylum was built, or I think opened in like 1874. Oh, earlier than I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. And um, 
I think it was originally built to hold like 500 patients, but by the 1960s when it was like really bad, there were like 1,800 people there. Which I think is like the main issue with most of those, or that's why they ended up. Yeah, I mean, think think American Horror Story Asylum. Like it was that. It was like they did a ton of lobotomies there, electroshock therapy, like fucked up drugs. Like could not all, imagine. yeah, all the yeah. really bad stuff, and all of the not all the patients, but a lot of the patients were working there because gotcha. it was also like a working farm. Right. So I guess the state was making money off of these people. Makes sense. Um, and a lot of them were just kind of like thrown in by their families. Right. People were thrown in for like masturbation. Women right. were thrown in for being like moody. Um, Ugh, the biggest eye roll. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And I think now they're like. 2,000 bodies buried there. Like, there are, like, three main cemeteries, um, and a lot of them are just filled with numbered little stones. Um, okay. Because gotcha. so many people would die, and their right. families, you know, didn't come for them, yeah. so they were just thrown in with a little, like, number. Oh, that's so... That um, sucks, yeah. So, yeah. Not a nice place to no, be. No, not at all. At all, especially by, like, 1950, 1960, right. 1970. Um... I think in the 1970s is when it started, there was, like, some negative publicity and people were, like, realizing what was going on in these right, places. yeah. Um, 78, I think, when it, like, it was in the news because, was his name is, like, Billy Milligan or something, uh, was a rapist who had multiple personality disorder. I think gotcha. he had, like, up to, like, 24 personalities, but, like, they studied him all over. He went to a lot of different, like, asylums, but, like, the one that they really threw him in was the Athens Lunatic Asylum. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that was the news then for that. That was 1978, and then the very next year, 1979, this is, like, the big story right. that, that <laughs> people know about now. Uh, Margaret Schilling went missing. Why does that name sound so familiar? I've, I've, I'm sure I've heard of this. She's too. she's the stain. <laughs> um, so, I think it was December 1st when she went missing. Uh-huh. And from what I th- understand, she was, like, a little bit older. I think she was, like, she had more of her faculties about her than a lot of the other patients. She could, right. like, kind of go about the grounds. I think maybe she could even, like, go off the grounds. And they, like, trust her. Gotcha. Um, one night... They, some people say that she was playing hide-and-seek with the other, like, patients. Okay. Uh, but she she goes missing. Okay. And they search the grounds for, like, a week, looking all over. And it's, like, 700 acres. It's, right. like, huge. She could be anywhere. Um, 40 days later, on, like, in January of the next year... Uh, there's a really bad smell coming out no. of one of the wings that had, had is closed. Uh, they went in. They found her body. Um, I guess what had happened is that she went into this... Uh, it was like an infectious disease ward that was blocked off that, that nobody was using it. Gotcha. Uh, got stuck in there and couldn't get her way back out. She was found naked on the ground. Yeah, like, uh, all of that sounds so fishy to start, <laughs> and now it's just getting it, yeah. Her clothes were found folded neatly in, like, a little stack right next to her body. Um, that poor woman was murdered. I I mean, th- they really don't suspect foul play. They really think that is... It, and it, the, the cause of death that the coroner reported was heart failure. 
probably because it was December and she froze to death. Yeah, because she took her clothes off. Like, yeah. Oh, so are you okay? Are they saying that like she was getting hypothermia, and when you get hypothermia, you get warm, and you want to take your clothes off? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and she folded them neatly next to her because it would be extra creepy, and that's just the type of girl (laughs) that Maggie Maggie was. Exactly. Yeah. Um, They remove her body and go to clean it up, and a stain, a detailed print of her body no. was left on the ground. Cool, that's too much. Yeah, um, no, I could not. <laughs> and it's still there. Nobody really knew about it until uh, the university took it over in, like, the 90s. Then people were like, oh, my God. What is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it is, it's It's really scary. It's still there. There are pictures all of, of, of it all over the internet. You've seen it. Yeah. In I, person. I, I dress. The reason I know so much about it really is because I... Uh, <laughs> I do Zoom parties with my friends from college. Yeah. And we did an Athens themed Zoom and I went as the stain <laughs> of Margaret Schilling. Good. Which might be a little disrespectful, so sorry. I mean uh, Mags, but um It's a good costume. I, I looked great. <laughs> yeah. It was very scary. Um I could do you want to see a picture? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh they do say that like the reason that the stain is there probably from like a scientific perspective Mm -hmm. is because um the cleaners went in with like very like astringent or acidic right chemicals that like set gotcha her like decomposed right icky and i'm assuming it's like carpet or is it wood it's like concrete here let me show you let me show you a picture of the stain it is it's that's wild i like (laughs) So I'm assuming they say, like, that place is haunted. Yeah. I mean, people say that uh, you can see Margaret looking out of, like, the window. Gotcha. People have said that, um, like, they can see her, like, looking for, like, a mm-hmm. way to escape. Uh, right. And there's also, like, a rumor that a student got in, touched the stain, and then within the weeks following committed suicide. Huh. Had, like... Yeah, some emotional issues. Whether or not it was because he was cursed by Margaret Schillingstein or not, you know. Yeah. Or whether it's even true. Right. Um, That's how most stories go. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks like, basically, no. I mean, a stain on concrete is, regardless of... Oh, there's a picture of Margaret, too. Like, how do you stay in... Con- like, to me, that's wild. Like, obviously, yeah, scientifically, she laid, I mean, she laid there frozen, basically, for 40 days. So she was in a very advanced right. state of decomposition. <sighs> um, the fact that they haven't, like, covered it up, too, is really funny. Not funny, but... <laughs> I mean, well, it's it's not used. Like, it's it's in a part of the building that's like totally blocked off. Like when I worked there, the museum is in the very center part of right. the administrative building. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't allowed to go past like the second floor and there are four floors. Gotcha. And from what I was told, the wings are actually like bricked off. Oh. So unless you break in through one of the gotcha. doors that are on like the wings, you yeah. can't get in there. Huh. Here I am as Margaret Schilling. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 
Um, That's great. Um, but yeah, I never saw her. I never saw ghosts, but right. I did get super creeped out when I was there. I would have to like close up at night by myself sometimes. I mean that. It, just the history of it alone, regardless of Margaret, like the history of the place alone, late at night in such a huge building by yourself, like that's that's creepy in itself. Yeah, and here I'm gonna show you a picture of just the ridges because it is it's crazy how huge it is. Damn. Okay, I thought. It's, like, a, it's a giant main building with all of these other cottages and little buildings right. around it built over these, like, sprawling hills. Plus, there's all of this, like, green space with, like, trails and then, like, cemeteries kind of, like, hidden and, like, tucked away. Like, I know you said, like, seven acres and four stories and stuff, but... 700 acres. 700 acres. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, that is... That's huge. That'd be really fun to explore. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been back to Athens for, like, yeah. a decade or since I graduated, but um, the art that was in the museum was really cool. That's so nice. Well, if you're in Athens, uh, go check out the Kennedy Museum of Art. I might uh, have make to a do donation. That. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, I'm curious to know where exactly Athens sits compared to... It's like southeast Ohio. It's kind of like a little oasis in like the middle of nowhere. Oh, I see, I see. I have family in Cincinnati, so I was kind of trying to... Oh, I grew up in Cincinnati. Oh, nice. Ish. I mean, there's nothing else around that in Cincinnati, so for all intents and purposes, you grew up in Cincinnati. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, yeah, that would be creepy, even just like without the story that place is huge yeah so closing up by yourself yeah that yeah i always got like spooked (laughs) also again like with that many people there for mental issues i'm sure there was like a lot of deaths yeah well yeah i mean there were so many deaths there are there are over two thousand people buried on the grounds who were patients of the you know because i mean by by the 1960s there were almost 2,000 patients alive there. Right. Being, yeah. you know, mistreated and right. having and, a horrible time. And I guess you said 18... When it opened. 1874, um, I think, is when it originally opened. So it was, a, it was basically open for almost 100 years. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah, by the time... Um, by the time Margaret Schilling died, it yeah. was over 100 years That's old. That's insane. I think they shut it down in, like, the 1980s. That's wild. Um, Okay, so for people who are listening, who have, like, listened to the first season, I talk about some of my ghost encounters, and I'm not going to do it again on the podcast, if you want to listen to them, you can listen to the first season, but Cole and I worked at the restaurant where I experienced something, oh. and I never told you about it. Yeah, no, I didn't, because I, 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 I've listened to, I've not listened to every episode of the podcast, yeah, yeah, but I've listened no. to some of them, uh-huh. and I heard, I've heard you reference yeah. The Ambassador. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no, I didn't know that. I don't really know any haunted ghost stories about the ambassador. I only I heard didn't know that you. Mm-hmm. I only heard one story. One other one that's not about you, plus your story. Yes. Yeah. So I heard about one story when I, when I first started, and they were like, "Oh, there's this woman, or so one of the uh, uh, house, you know, the cleaners' yeah. um, room." 
she was like working one day and she like came out of a room and went to her cart to like put something away and some guy exited his room and he's walking down the hall and she said good morning and he didn't respond so she like said it again just in case he didn't hear her and as she said it again he like passed through her and she quit that day yeah that was a story i was told when i first started working there um I hadn't heard anything else beside that. I even have, like, researched it and have found nothing. Um, but I'll tell you my story in a second. Okay. But, how, long did uh, you, how long did you work there? A year and a half. Okay. Yeah. So not that long. Either. No. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, well... Cole, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. Um, you can follow Haunted Hometowns on Instagram and Twitter and social media for photos, guest information, and upcoming news. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and share the podcast so I can get more followers and we can create some kind of community and I can like do merch and stuff. Uh, if you would like your ad on this podcast or if you have a paranormal experience and would like me to read it on the podcast, email it to hauntedhometownspodcast at gmail.com. Could be anything from being tickled by an apparition <laughs> to a skeleton bursting out of your unfinished basement. Like, literally anything. Let me know. And, uh, Cole, where can they follow, find, and watch what you've been up to? Oh, you can follow me on Instagram, my drag Instagram. Uh, in drag, I'm Dinah Smokeup. Uh, that's at D I N A H Smoke Up. Um,. <laughs> I haven't had really any gigs or anything since before the pandemic. The pandemic uh, so yeah, if you want to book me, um, <laughs> yes. I'm really nice and I'm really pretty. <laughs> and uh, of course, I'll tag you on my Instagram as well for this podcast. So definitely follow them on their Instagram and book them for gigs because we all need gigs right now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, that live theater and performances are coming up, like, are starting back yeah. up. We got to get going again. Um Thank you again for being here. And it's been a great uh, time. Thank you, Blake. Tune in next week because everyone loves a ghost story. The theme of the podcast was created by Ty Air. Follow him on Instagram at For Boys Like Me. That's F O R Boys Like Me. The artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz, M-U-N-O-Z. I found my information from Wikipedia, Haunted Savannah by James Caskey, Ghost City Tours, and Genealogy Trails. <laughs>